What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles back at you with another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is little brother Jace. How you doing? Hello there. Hello. And joining us once again is the legend, the man himself, Chief. How are you, sir? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hold the applause. It's good to be back. Well, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Good to be seen, then viewed. Absolutely. Speaking of something that's been seen that won't be viewed for much longer, The Walking Dead is continuing. And, Jace, we have neglected to talk about these first two episodes, the last two shows. They've actually been pretty good. The Commonwealth has set up this interesting arc where it seems like everything's all gravy. But... There's this underlying thing that everything is not right. But I, dear brother, would argue that in the fine tradition of their former leader, Rick, this crew is messing up a good thing. Like the Commonwealth, I mean, life is grand. They've got apartments. They don't have to worry about walkers that didn't clear out in the prison cell, eating everybody up. No killer flus here. They have food. They have bakeries. They have florists. They even have They're freaking talking. cotton candy and ice cream trucks. I'm like, what the heck? And these guys are slowly doing what they always do. Hey, man, this thing is too good to be true. Let's mess it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I was in inter- once I would, you know, you did the intake interviews for these guys. It's like it would be an interview. It's like, OK, these guys are locusts no matter where they go. <laughs> They come in there and destroy everything. I mean, because I literally was like thinking about it. Like, okay, they went to the prison. Hey, that wasn't great. But the prison should have lasted. That should have lasted. Yeah. That was a fortified base. That should have been. That should have held them down as long as they needed to. Now nah, it's gonna piss off they, the governor. They 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 had. They could have taken over. Somehow taken over Woodbury. That literally was fine. But y'all don't want to do that. Okay. So then you go to Alexandria, which is a 100% stable community. And your first month, you're like, man, we got to take this joint over. They're living too well over here. Rick, why do you need to take this thing over? I see things are going to happen. Yes, you came here. That's what <laughs> that's what the problem is. That was Everybody else would have been cool, but you guys literally like, nah, we, got, we, see, we see reasons that this isn't going to work. So then, okay. Then they go to Hilltop. Spread, the locusts spread to Hilltop. Hilltop goes. Kingdom somehow has a blight of locusts, literally and figuratively, that destroy all their crops. Crops. You know who? You know the common denominator once again? Rick's crew. <laughs> As always. It, it is amazing. Like, They're so. And it's like when you ask them, "Do you want? Do we really want these guys to come?" I mean, like, because even the saviors, it was like Hilltop and Alexandra were coping. They probably would have lasted for years on their half rations. But Rick and the crew, no, 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 we can't have it. Because you could have had uh, the Saviors fight uh, the, uh, what was Kingdom, it, the Whispers? Hilltop, Whispers, the Wolves, whoever, the Wolves, whoever. Yeah, the Wolves, like, the Wolves wouldn't, the Wolves wouldn't have messed with uh, Negan. Nah, nah. I mean, so it's like, every, your, your great saving society always ends up destroying society. So it's like, and do you guys really want these guys to come in? These guys have been on their own for like, at this point, 10 years. They don't know how to be like a civilization anymore. They don't know how to go back to the world the way the world was. And you want to help. I'd be like, hey, we'll give you food and crops. Just don't ever ask where it's coming from. We are not accepting. Yeah, they should keep them in Alexandria and keep it moving. And Chief, I know you're far behind, but so far, this arc has been pretty good. Like, they've had basically... Rick's old crew is trying to figure out where they fit into this new world. Spoiler, they're not. And people are like Rosita and Daryl are joining the Stormtrooper tribute band. And Carol's back to bacon and scheming. And anytime you see Carol with a bacon pan, you know it's about to go down with serious drama. Ezekiel is not doing well. He needs a surgery. So Carol, being the only person in this show who's like, sees a problem... I'll fix it. She hooks. She uh, decides to befriend Lance Hornsby and becomes his super ally so she can get Ezekiel bumped up the line to get a surgery. I mean, 
Carol gets stuff done. Now, you could say a lot about her, which I have. But if she sees something, she is on it. It's like, oh, that's the bone I'm after now. I got you. I'm bringing that bone back. Ezekiel's still alive then, huh? He, well, see, he went to the Commonwealth. And the Commonwealth actually has medicine. Unlike Alexandria and the Hilltop, which is just, man, Negan and his crew really messed us up, didn't he? And then the Whispers really messed us up, didn't they? Yes. Huh. Okay. But the Commonwealth has been cool. Like, they have been this society. So far, it's only three episodes, basically, of this art. So it's been interesting seeing how they integrate into society. Connie is starting to stir up stuff because she didn't trust the government. And there's people gone missing. And... She's becoming one of the Commonwealth dissidents where it's like, yeah, I don't trust this government. There's an anti-Commonwealth uprising on the low and people are leery of it. And the government's like, we got to keep this on the hush. So it's really interesting. People not trusting their government? What kind of world is this? I don't know, man. (laughs) You know, but for real, though, the way the Commonwealth operates, no one should be complaining whatsoever. I mean... Take him outside for five minutes. Do you really care if government is censoring your non-internet data? I, I'm just. <laughs> like, I, I have. Can you real, go to sleep? I have real issues with this this freedom that they're feeling is being infringed upon. But they're saying it's not equal. the The upper crust is not sharing the load as the common folk of the Commonwealth. And that's kind of interesting because it's that whole class system in society rearing its ugly head. It's like it's so old school, old world that they have classes. And that part is really interesting. But still, it's better than being in a hotel, a prison or what have you fighting for your life against walkers. Hold on. I mean, so there's a is a rich Oh, cool, rich, rich. So they have like the they have they had this big masquerade ball, and they even had paparazzi outside for the newspaper taking photos and cheering on the the heavy hitters at the Commonwealth, and they mm-hmm. roll out the red carpet for the people. And how many people are there? Oh, it's it's a rack. It's like thousands of people in the Commonwealth. It's a real city. Oh. It's it's way okay. better than anything we've seen before. And okay. they've got train so, stations. So, okay. Like it's, it's the whole works. They've got a hospital. It's a fully functioning society. They have more than one okay, doctor, so, like so one gets killed. You can kill. No, no, no. It's it's not the normal Rick takeover crew. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you can kill the rich. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's, it's not like that. Yeah, but they they have a functioning military too that is yeah. under the control of the government. Yeah. Mm. So it's so. really interesting. Lots of cool elements and. The head guy, the military, is this black dude. He's not wearing a stormtrooper suit. He's got like an orange red. He's cool. And it seems like he's starting to question the government now. And he's kind of taking Daryl under under his wing. So they've got really interesting aspects of this. And this this past week, which I kind of wish we had talked about this season before, because this is my least favorite of the three. Eugene is looking for his girlfriend, Stephanie, who goes missing after he tells her, I love you. Which sends her running to the hills, literally. And it, it leads to this kind of noir story, which I think would have worked with anybody but Eugene. Because Eugene talks too much to be that cool detective dragging on a cigarette, flicking to the side, being cool. Like, Eugene is not cool. And that's his whole thing. He's a... Motor mouth chatterbox. He is mouth from Goonies as an adult. And yeah, so that was that was something. Then we have Connie Kelly trying to uncover what's going on behind the scenes with the government. And then we've got Carol and Lance Hornsby, who is my new favorite character of these guys, because he is the living embodiment of Troy McClure. He's got that slick Use car salesman. Hey, everybody. Everything's just fine. But you know there's something underneath with him. And he's apparently running some secret faction of the Commonwealth that's doing some dirt undercover we don't know about yet. And he reveals, you know, Eugene stumbles upon this little secret cable. And it's like, come on. And it's, what's happening? And I'm intrigued. 
I've been intrigued since Lance showed up all smiling. We're here to help you with his slick suit. Like the suit is really what does it. He is a suit, as Billy from Entourage would say. But yeah. Um, back for a second. So the girl Eugene was pining over was from the Commonwealth then? Yeah. But okay. they did an okie doke on him. Like that's literally where I stopped watching Walking Dead. Uh, when he was trying to reach out to that girl. Oh, man. See, they've had That's some good. good stuff since then. I almost, it's worth going back because I feel like the show, they had taken one hiatus and was kind of like, uh-oh, what's happening? But I think they've gotten, it's been really good the last, what, five, six episodes, bro? You say that? I, I think, like, this last episode was probably one of the weaker ones in the what was it? The actual season finale of last season wasn't the best. Um, I think, like, it, it just kind of set you like it was like the Negan episode was like the one that like oh, oh okay the Negan yeah, episode great this, yeah, yeah this is this is what's going to carry this show going forward. Now I heard Negan and Maggie. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! I'm gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we're going to discuss that in just a second. So um, the one complaint, as always, is not really a complaint that is under the control of showrunner Angela King. It's just she's made the show so interesting that I really wish Rick, Michonne, Carl were still here participating, being key factors of everything that's going on in Walking Dead. Because Daryl's not a leader Carol doesn't really care about being a leader. She's just like, I'm doing my thing behind the scenes. That's kind of her role, like the spy who's operating in secret with a smile in a cookbook. But Rick would be more that public facing guy. Michonne is the super enforcer. And I just feel like that component is missing in the show right now. Well, I mean, right now, because even at this point, like we don't see what Maggie is doing in Maggie has come off as like a to put it bluntly, she's a she's a failed leader everywhere she goes. She her society crumbles and it's always it's kinda of like, hey, it was just your you had to lead. Like as much as I talk about Rick, you know, and his locus, it's Hey, she Maggie's trained under average. she trained under Rick. I mean, it's like hers crumbles versus Rick sabot you know, putting gasoline on it and saying, up. Oh, it's all burned out. But at, Rick, at least Rick leads into the next place to take over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Maggie Maggie will lead some of them. Not most of yeah, them. Yeah, they're not. Some. <laughs> Maybe like two or three. Tree Tower destroyed? Huh? Tree Tower's not there no more? Oh, Tree Tower's long gone. Yeah, Maggie is, um, she just has, she gets bad luck with, with her situations. Like every every scenario that she's in, she's seeing lots of friends, lots of bodies hitting the ground. It's like, darn it. Okay, let's keep trying the four of you who are left. Okay, now Maggie's Maggie. back, right? Maggie's back. After that failed, uh, her own failed TV show. Was that Whiskey Super... Cavalier? Yeah. No. Yeah, was that and a TV it's show? funny because I tried to watch that, and it was so outrageous in the way they did. Like, I thought it was going to be kind of like regular humans doing things like like when you watch it, you'd be like, "Oh, that might be possible." But there was damn near like one step below being able to fly with the with the impossibility of things. And once I saw that one episode, where I was like, "Hold on, this whole thing is they're doing things that's not even really human. Like they're doing superhuman things." I was like, "This is not gonna last long." Like I think if they had just made them regular characters, she probably wouldn't have never came back to the show. But then they tried to make them like super super spies well the show is based off of a comic book so i haven't read it so maybe there's some comic book background where they were like let's make it realistic and nobody but nobody knew nobody heard of that only comic book can tell so when you try to appeal to the masses heard about it like you know what i mean like and and then and then in the time slot the people who are watching it are people who are older who don't necessarily go to the comic book store anymore I have no idea, Whiskey Cavalier. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah. she's back now. Okay, she's back, and she, you know, Maggie's always been a great character. And when she left, it was like, darn it, we're losing Maggie too. So having her back, 
playing off of Negan has been great for the show. And they're still beefing. Oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say they're still beefing, but Negan is like, I'm going to be a straight up Sandman and sleep with one eye open around you. Even when I'm awake, I'm sleeping with one eye open. And he rightfully does not trust her because, you know, he did take a spiked barbed wire baseball bat to her husband's head. So, you know, there's reason for beef. Yeah. Glenn should still be alive. Well, I mean, that's comic accurate, too. So it's like, eh, okay. Yeah, but Glenn should, yeah. They're, they lost a lot of good people along the way in getting to season 11. And I feel like they're missing Rick and Michonne so much at this point. Like, through the whole Whisper War, through we, the Savior War. Or not the Savior War. Are but, they coming back? Uh, I would assume uh, at I some Rick point. Rick was supposed to come back. I assume he it's will. Guaranteed. It's like, he's got a spinoff movie. Or walk or a movie. But there is no technical guarantee that Rick is coming back. Like, there's no guarantee that Michonne would come back. And it's almost, and it's, like, it's funny. I thought, I think, I actually kind of disagree with you. I think it's good that they weren't there for the Risper Awards. Like, some of those was like, that was time for other people to step up. And now it's like, as it's getting wrapped to the end, it's like, you could almost have this tension between the old leaders and the new leaders on trying to how do we integrate do we trust these people because now it's like daryl's bought in he's drank the kool-aid um carol like i said is hey daryl has to because he has to take care of rick and michonne's kids i mean i was still like how was he guardian i mean how's this guy who's left i mean no daryl and carol are still not hooked up and it looks like they're pushing back you um ezekiel and carol which i'm fine with because i feel like i hate these shows where oh look they're staring at each other for two seconds they should be a couple i hate that whole deal and yeah but i think that that, you know they maybe should they should do it once and then wake up and be like let's never talk of this again oh Uh, that's that's what you have sexual tension between them for like five years now it's not sexual you know it's in, a, in, a, in a post-apocalyptic world. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. Daryl looks like he's crushing hard on Connie. And I'd much rather Ooh. that Connie. She's the uh, older sister who is um, deaf. Hearing impaired. I'm, I, think she's, I think she's considered deaf. Oh, well, let's right. get to the real important part. Is dog still alive? Of course, man. You can't kill dog right. off. You, you can kill a tiger, yeah, apparently. Kill you can kill oh, a man. tiger, and you can kill off Sophia, but you can't kill dog. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was sad when the tiger died, too. Don't give me I wrong. was, man. I, I was. And, but, the you know, the CGI team was like, whoo, party over our house. We don't have to animate this and, tiger anymore. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a sadistic bastard. So one of my favorite deaths was Rick's girl. Um... Jesse? That time they tried to put on the mask and listen, walk through the walker. Listen, that, that, that was 100% on that crew. Get your I, kid. I enjoyed that Get part. your kid. I enjoyed I never think I never enjoyed a scene as much. Mommy, um, mommy, mommy. No, that was that was on Carol. She literally gave, she spooked the hell out of that boy way before it was time to deal with him. Like, Carol could have been like, hey, I need you to be a tough guy. Nah, hey, if they're going to see you, you're going to yell and they're going to rip your face off. You're right, mom. Yeah, You're right. That they part, will. Those are the, the, my favorite deaths would be probably those that family there, and the little girl, which is she told to walk, look away. Look at the pretty flowers. Um, Man, chief. Yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh. They were just good deaths. They were but, memorable deaths. That was um, memorable. I felt bad for Carol on that one. Yeah. So you know. Um, so let's go on so to I the news it. you were talking about, though, because it was just announced this week. That we are not done with Walking Dead spinoffs. We are going to have one featuring <laughs> Negan and <laughs> Maggie. And it's going to be called Isle of the Walking Dead. And I am so confused. If we have a spinoff with Carol and Daryl. If we have another spinoff with Maggie and Negan. Why not just say Walking Dead Season 12. Let's keep it rolling. Like for the principal characters. We don't need another spinoff. Or two spinoffs. Just keep the thing rolling. Am I missing you know, something? Funny thing, I, I laughed at this when they when when they announced it because it was like at this point they might as well just do like Young Justice does on HBO Max. 
and just literally have arcs instead of spinoff. Just like have arcs where hey, this is we're gonna be in New York with uh, Zatan and her Negan and um, Maggie. What's her name? Jeez, what's her name? Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, and it's like, and again, this that doesn't seem like the buddy cop drama you ever you always. I mean, drama you ever wanted because it's like. Hey, one's one's trying to kill other, and the other one's just trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. It's Megan and me, Maggie. Yay! I'm sorry. We're we gonna keep Glenn around. I'm sorry, Herschel around, or is he gonna stay out with Daryl too? I think and he's Darryl's gonna, gonna hang be out the with and he's gonna be the caretaker of all the children. You know, right. Daryl's gonna be singing, "We are the children." Like, come on, we are the world. I mean, come on. I I don't want to see. As we said in the text with. I kind of do want this show to end on a good note versus all of this these spinoffs making it seem like it's dragging on to a, a very slow death. I the just, thing is, the show hasn't been bad. Like, it's been better. They've had better episodes these last few seasons than that those last few seasons of Rick where it was like, darn it. And then when he left, it was like, oh, shoot, y'all wasted Rick on these wax seasons. And man, now it's so good. And I wish he was here. And it's been fine. It's been good. I've enjoyed more episodes than I haven't. And I just feel like if they do a spinoff or two, it's going to dilute The Walking Dead. And I'm kind of at a point where I'm I have like 20 plus episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. Not because it's been bad. It's just I don't need two shows of The Walking Dead. I enjoy the one and the one in fear of the walking dead crew are much dumber than the walking dead crew. And I can tolerate them making bad decisions, but the fear crew stupid. So that's yeah, my I mean, issue. Is it just me? Or is like at this point, all of these communities almost should come together. It's like, how have you guys not had a like mass? I mean, like, yeah, let me change my word. Like, how have y'all not just figured out a way, like a trap of her, how to get rid of like how they did with the, in uh, Alexandria, where they just basically made a, a giant sandpit, like, okay, just make just blare some loud speakers, and then all of the walkers are come trickling down in there, and then you just clean them up every, you know, six months or something like that, so you don't have to worry about them, and then you actually would have your society back. I don't I, get I, I don't understand that part, because it's been decades, at this a decade at this point, and the Commonwealth is the only crew that decided, let's put on armor, and go after him. I guess the kingdom did too, but their hockey pads weren't very effective in Gotham or against walkers. So, because I'm not wearing hockey pads. All right, so let's let's jump off of Walking Dead because we could always talk about that. And I'm so glad you're here today, Chief, because we're going to talk about one of your absolute favorite topics, DC Warner Brother Films. The Flash and Aquaman films have shockingly been pushed back to 2023 which means we're not going to get that flashpoint with michael keaton fixing fixing everything in the dc extended universe until next year shazam fury of the gods is now moving up to this year and that seems like it's self-contained so it doesn't matter and the black adam film which was supposed to come out this summer, has now been pushed back to October 21st. DC Warner Brothers carnage at its finest. I feel at this point, none of their films come out as scheduled. There's delays, and I don't think we can blame COVID like we have for most films in the last three years. Do you guys care about these delays or does it just solidify that Warner Brothers has a firm handle on what they're doing with their DC universe? I like how you say Warner Brothers has a firm handle on what they're doing. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, no. It, it's, it's just, it seems like it's just dragging, delaying the inevitable of them rebooting this whole thing. Even more reboot. I mean, like, Flashpoint should have been the first movie. Like, when they decided they weren't, they were done with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, they should have been like, alright, this is how we're going to do it. And then go from there. Like, we're going to go with Supergirl, we're going to go with the uh, Flash, we're going to go with Gal Gadot, and we're going to go with Aquaman. And that's and Shazam. That's that's how we're going to do it. But and Batgirl. Me, Don't forget Batgirl. And Batgirl. 
Like she's in, I can't even tell who's in this universe or not. There's like 50 universes. With well, she's on the HBO Max. She's getting an HBO Max movie, and that's part of this universe. Again, if, th- this is the problem with having these separate universes. I don't know what exists. Like, Robert Patterson is a young Batman. It's not, not Patterson. It's Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> I always make him sound like the bear. Okay. Pattinson. He's in a separate universe, but his movie has been released this year. Flashpoint, which is supposed to reset this, is set next year. Uh, is Aquaman going to even make sense if he doesn't mention, hey, you know, I wonder what happened to those Justice League guys that I never actually teamed with by the time the end of this movie happens. Like, none of this is going to make sense. And then, Bat- I mean, Warner Brothers is going to be so busy patting their head over how great the Batman was. And they're like, hey, do we even need the rest of these movies? Because it seems like they're stupid. Oh, wait, we paid Rock a small fortune to make Shazam, so I guess we got to keep those. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I, I think I said this like five or six uh, podcasts ago. I have no faith in Warner Brothers when it comes to these movies. So it's like, them delaying what I'm already going to be a jump off point for me, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll watch The Last Shazam and, and Black Adam and be like, okay, that's it. Thanks. It's been a fail. It's been real, but I'm out. It's been a fail. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip, right? <laughs> All right, Chief. What's your take on this? It's the effing Catalina wine mix. You know what I mean? It is a shit show. They have... You got Brennan and you got my man on the drums. Boats and hoes. You know what I mean? Now, uh, uh, is anybody surprised? No, we're not surprised. This is Warner Brothers. This is what they do. They put together the worst of everything. They're garbage. They are beta to your VH uh, to your uh, VHS. They are uh, what's this, the DVD player that they are HD DVD to your Blu-ray. You know what I mean? They are high sense to your Samsung. Um. You know what I mean? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is what they do. This is who they are. Um, they have no clue what they're doing over there. And they don't care that you know they have no clue. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, listen. It's, it's almost like if you were a drug dealer and you knew that no matter how bad your product was out, there's going to be somebody who's going to buy it. It's almost like you need Frank Frank White to go in there and be like, hey, don't put blue magic on this. You can put whatever you want once you sell it. But once you, with people who come to me, that's Marvel. People who come to me know that they're going to get a good product. I don't care. Call it whatever you want. And you call it Warner Brothers. <laughs> because you know that you're going to get a diluted, not as powerful... You know what I mean? It's been stepped on at least six, seven times. It's not any good. But there's somebody out there going to buy it. So when they come out, of course, like, we're not rushing. None of us are rushing to see the Batman movie. We are like, you know what? Eh. It's, and, and, and Patterson, you call him Paddington. Because it is Robert Paddington the Bear. <laughs> because this is, nobody wants to see that joy. Nobody, none of us want to see Paddington the Bear. Just like none of us is going to see Batman until it comes on the damn HBO Max. So here's the thing. We're not going to see that. We're, Shazam is delayed. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? No, Shazam is coming up. Shazam was set no. for next year, and it's jumping up. Wonder Woman 1984 was garbage. We waited an extra year for that. Would, do we expect anything different from Aquaman? Nobody wanted to see Flashpoint. There's been zero. I've yet to run into somebody and be like, hey, man, that Flash movie's going to be it. There's no <laughs> one saying that. There's, they had a meeting, and they were like, man, let's do the Flash. Yeah, people want the Man of Steel to come. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Ezra Miller. That's our guy. He's a star. And he's going to go ahead and he's going to set this thing off for us. Nobody wants to see none of these movies. Uh, the Black Adam, 
Nobody's excited. I'm not even excited for. I'm not excited for nothing. Warner Brothers can do. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, like the funny thing I hate to say this, but the first Flash movie you guys use is Flashpoint. You're not building up your Flashpoint. It's <laughs> tear down. first one, Flashpoint. Sweet, tear it all down. Like, well, let's tear Warner, some Warner of it Brothers, down. Brothers, WB is not Warner Brothers. It stands for Wild Back because that's when you thought their movies was going to be good. Wild Back. You know what I mean? Right now, you just like, yo, this is going to be garbage. These movies are going to be garbage. They're putting out garbage. They're, they're delayed. It's, it's, I, 1984 was on the cable the other day. And uh, let me tell you, I didn't even stop. I skipped right over that joint. You know what I mean? There was Next nothing channel, in please. it. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, Wonder Woman, the regular one, the first one to come out, and I'll be like, 1984? I'm like, yo, why did we wait two years for that? Why are we waiting two years for these other joints? I mean, there's no reason behind it. It's, it's nothing anymore. At this point, I don't even I don't even believe it's a money thing. Like, they don't even want to make money anymore. They're just like, you know what? We're going to do what we do, fellas. You know, I don't even... They, they're the commanders of, of movies. They're the commanders of movies. You know what I mean? And this is how they want to be seen. So, you know, it is what it is, man. You know what? Uh... What's the what's the Marvel run? What's the Marvel run coming up, Jeff? Because that's what we're really interested in. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and of course, it is absolutely exciting looking and paying off things from Wandavision, Doctor Strange, What If. I mean, it, there's so much stuff on there that we already know because they decided, hey, a connected universe probably makes sense. Oh yes. People are paying, and our movies make a billion dollars. No Way Home, third highest grossing movie. Oh, yeah, no problem, because that's what we do with our movies. We make good movies that people want to see. They bring people to the theaters, not tear it all down and just hope that everybody still wants to see a grim and gritty Batman. I mean, again, they have a what-if universe of all possible things, and also knowing they can keep all the other movies that have come before. Warner Brothers has no clue how to do that. And it's like, let's tear it all down, and then we have to reboot this in five years, and then we'll have another Batman origin movie, and we may get to that Superman property, but let's be honest, we're probably not. You think they would just find out who's on that Marvel team, offer him a, a just, hey, listen, we'll offer you $70 million for the next four years. Just come in here and make this thing. I mean, that's what they, they, it's no different than the NFL, right? You got a good offensive coordinator. The team is a winning team. You go in. You can't hire the head coach. So what do you do? You hire the guy under the head coach and say, hey, listen, why don't you come in and run this team? You know what Warner Brothers does? <laughs> they don't even hire nobody connected to football. They hire the lacrosse player. Yeah, the, an, an NBA skipper. Come on, skip. <laughs> let's let's come on out here. You manage you manage a baseball team. You can run this organization here. So oh, here's something I thought was real interesting. Warner Brothers has been very excited. The Batman did pretty well at the box office. I think the final weekend count was 134 million. That sounds really great. I don't know if we can really call this the pandemic era anymore because I think people are back in theaters. And Uncharted's crossed over to 100 million. So I feel like that's fine to say we're back with the movies. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Until I started looking at the numbers. It is much lower than Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, which opened at 166 million. Also in March, um, Dark Knight Rises opened at 160 in July 2012. And The Dark Knight opened at 158 million and that was back in 2008 so 134 what did, what did, is kind of uh, interesting what did superman uh man is still open at oh thanks i didn't pull up that one um give me a sec i think maybe it was around that let's see man of steel but see i think that's a different comparison just because of 
the Batman having tons of people paying attention to it and caring about it um, just on its own. And there not being a lot of Superman films by that point, because it clearly was more serious than Superman Stalker. That opened at 116. Final gross is 291 domestically. Yeah, but again, it. how much was the final gross? 291. Just domestically. Yeah, but it still opened up higher, and for no, inflation. it was 116 million back in 2013. Bat- yeah, the Batman was 134. So again, Man of Steel opened with less critical acclaim for more money added, plus inflation, which probably puts that around like 200 million now in today's dollars, and they're celebrating again. They're celebrating like it was the greatest movie ever. And it's like, you didn't beat the movie you basically decided to trash. It's interesting. What's going to be really interesting is next weekend. That's going to be the real mark of how successful the Batman is. If it stays, so if it was 134, if it's around 80, 90 million this coming weekend, that means the word of mouth is good. So it'll be really interesting because I don't feel like this is a movie where a lot of people are going to go, Yo, I need to watch this two or three times in the theater, especially with 45 day window coming uh, for seeing it on HBO Max. I feel like some people are like, man, it was really fun. That was good. I'll wait till I get home to watch it again. And then there are going to be people like y'all who are like, I'll wait till it gets on HBO Max. So it's going to be really telling to see what happens with this films over the next three weekends. Hey, when you keep striking out, we celebrate a bunt. I guess so. <laughs> or, or just getting on the first plate. All right, so let's move on. Big news, big drop today. The Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer hit. And I thought this did a great job of, you know, hey, y'all y'all want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. Y'all want to see Ewan McGregor. We ain't showing y'all Jack. Just sit there and watch him walk around in different places. Y'all are going to be hyped. And that was essentially what we got. But we did see the Inquisitors. And... It was like, oh, shoot. Okay. So we got old boy from Rebels. Looked like he showed up there. Uh, the ball guy. And then we got some new sisters. Or at least one new Inquisitor. Second, Maybe she's the third sister. Uh, and then we saw Uncle Owen. And we saw young Luke on top of a roof already disobeying rules. And just like piloting his race, his speeder. He's all over the place already. But... I can't wait for this show. It's going to take way too long until May, but I am very much looking forward to it. I didn't need to see picture one or trailer as I knew they were going to show Darth Vader hopping on the scene, but this really looked movie quality and I can't wait. Jace, what's your thoughts on it? When it's like, a they were smart. They started basically the trailer, the teaser trailer off with Duel of Fates. Like instantaneously get my head like, Okay, we're we're not playing here. And then you see a little bit to Obi Wan, but then you see all of the Inquisitors. I think that was a Grand Inquisitor they had there. He's a little different, you know. But it's like it like almost looks like the Council of Inquisitors in there. I was like, okay, this is looking cool. And then you see like the like how I mean like I think a lot of times when we do stuff with the, they did stuff with the Empire, you don't show how bad the Empire is. But when you see like the random Inquisitor just hatch force choking somebody up midair for everybody to see. It's like, okay, these dudes are not, this is not a nice, just, you know, order. These guys are, you know, an authoritarian bunch of jerks. So showing that and kind of like the language that was used, like, yeah, eventually this Jedi is going to pop his head out. We're, we're not worried. He's going to come, he's going to show, try and be a Jedi, and then we're going to strike him down because that's what we do. I, I thought this like you're talking two months. I gotta wait two months to see that. I'm very excited. Versus like kind of how I'll mess with Book of Boba Fett. It's like we saw how this the second to last episode was that trailer for almost for Mandalorian season three. Like oh I'm really ready for that. <laughs> but I know I know Kenobi's coming this year and. Unlike a DC property, I know this isn't going to fail because you guys can actually put two quality people in charge of this versus whatever y'all do in Warner Brothers. It's like we know we we got Ewan McGregor, we're getting Hayden Christensen, uh, Christensen, and we're getting we're getting the band back together. We got we got 
Uncle Owen come in here. I mean, this that was just like, wow, we're, we're going to have Inquisitors, Uncle Owen, Darth Vader, man. Bring this show on now. Like, come on. I, I haven't watched Disney Plus in a while. Come on. Bring it on now. Now, one thing that I think is weird. I don't like this. This was a problem. I don't know if I say problem, but this is an issue I have with some other uh, post Return of the Jedi stuff where the Empire starts becoming diverse. So we see one of the Inquisitors, Moses Ingram, black woman. I'm like, no, 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 no. The Empire stuffy Brit aristocratic fascists, and they're not supposed to be diverse. They're supposed to be, nope, you got color in you? Nah, dude, you can you can do the uh, toilets, but you ain't holding any rank in the Empire. And I kind of like that because the, the rebellion was all kinds of color. And... I don't, I think they're doing this whole, let's be more diverse, but we don't, that's the one area I, I will, I, I can be, I will because, like, we don't need was, diversity with Empire. Yeah, because it was like, initially that was always like kind of, the thing it was like, Palpatine kind of hated that diversity, so that's why like, even initially like Grand Admiral Thrawn was like the only alien that had any kind of power in the Empire because he was so dang good. And NASA kind of, and now that kind of diversifying kind of knocks down Grand Admiral Thrawn and kind of like, hey, you know, basically Palpatine likes a bunch of sycophant British white dudes. Like, that's kind of how he, he was very much, you know, done early on and kind of diversifies. Like, no, nah, you should have it being the heroes are kind of the ones you want to have diversity, want diversity ideas and people versus the here's our homogeneous idea of what we believe great people are and that's how we've you know our whole our whole stormtrooper army is a bunch of a, a, a white you know stormtroopers i mean like there's no you know there wasn't black armor it was just one no thing. but the deal the funny thing is they use the stormtroopers as their clone grunts and then as they do the clone wars they get rid of the color for Django who was not a white guy and then they replace him with all these non-aiming terrible soldiers who are disposable which is like yes that's what you do because we, we don't even want them in this part this that's a long tangent on that but i just think that's something that going forward star wars creators should be mindful of we don't need diversity on that level chief how excited are you for an obi-wan kenobi show um yeah. Uh Disney hasn't failed us yet. Um so I can't you know, uh the the Ahsoka, the uh you know, the the uh, the Mandalorian was good. Boba Fett was good. Um this is going to be good too. I mean, we already know. We already we, Disney has not put out anything that any of us hasn't liked yet as far as these the Marvel Universe is concerned and the Star Wars Universe is concerned. Um, everything has been... And when I say that, I mean what we have here that's going on within Disney. I don't mean on Disney like Plus. some of those Star Wars yeah. movies. The fan fiction um, movies don't count. Right. I'm talking about this Disney, con Disney Plus content. Uh, John Favreau. He's been doing his thing. Um, the, the Marvel movies have been... I mean, you know. So, Obi-Wan and, and Ewan McGregor, they, you said they're bringing... Anakin? Darth Vader. The dude who plays him? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, what can you say, man? Can you can it, can it be beat? I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, you just... You gotta just sit back and hope that it's just... Really, that they give you 10 episodes or something. It's only going to be six. It's only going to be six. See, but see, this is the, this is the yeah. Like yo, can we get ten out of this joint? You know, I'd rather six have six goes, high quality than ten with three. Six goes so quick, man. It does. Yeah, this isn't like the CW stretching it to twenty three episodes. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you we getting, don't want that. We don't want yeah. that flash twenty three episode bull. But <laughs> ten episodes, man. Give me, give me, give me, give me past some of the summer. You're not, you know, I'm, I'm smack dab in the summer, middle of summer when this thing ends. It starts in May. It's May 25th. You, so you are. Right. So right now you're, you're in the beginning of July or something. Yeah. 
You know, give me give me until almost August before you you know what I mean? Or or the end of August, back when everything starts up again. Well Chief, the problem is they have their Star Wars Marvel setup. So by that point there'll be another Marvel show dropping. So they've done a really good job of keeping it so there may just be the end of July and then in August we break out the new Marvel show. And that could be Miss Marvel, could be She Hulk and I can't wait for the She Hulk. Yeah. And we got Moon Knight coming later on this month. So we've I got that. content coming. You know, Hulu Hulu did a cloak and dagger. Um, and I think that's going to be in route to Disney Plus too. And I was hoping they did another. You know, I was hoping they continued that. I kind of like that show. Did you watch uh, Runaways? I did. Yeah, like I, I like. I mean, those. It was like funny. Like I was like, I didn't think I would like my wife. I'm like, oh, these are fun shows. Like I, I was. I mean, I was actually glad when they brought uh, Cloak and Dagger on for Runaways. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, are they gonna? From what I understand, Luke Cage and everybody's moving over to Disney Plus. The Netflix shows, yep. And so Agents of Shield. Are they going to finally? Are they gonna dig in there? I mean, because that's the, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you can bring back the Luke Cage. You can bring back. Uh, and and like I said, man, you put my man behind it. It's gonna be the you know everything's gonna be great, man. We got uh, Trinity. Uh, was a Carrie Ann Moss. Bring I mean bring all these characters back. Uh, the, the, the Iron Fist got good the second season. Yep, always um, had to qualify, but that second season was money. That second season was was you know was pretty good, man. I mean the the Misty Knight, you know what I mean? Like we have so many, you know, even the 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 thing how uh power, you know, uh uh my man and um and Kirsten Ritter supposed to get together. They're supposed to be married in the future, you know, like we how. How that develops into a story. Like, there's so many storylines they can go with. And um, I feel like we just, you know, we let it go. Daredevil, I never watched the last season. You guys have been telling me that it was fantastic. It was it was, it was really good. <laughs> now that you yeah. know Daredevil <laughs> is continuing in the MCU, you have reason now to watch this third season of Daredevil. It's great. I, you're right. Now I do. But... Yeah, before I refused, I, so now I might go back in the protest now, chief. Is it right now? I gotta I gotta watch season two again and then watch season three. I don't think it's so linked up that you can't watch it, but you should watch season two because season two was great anyway. Punisher and Elektra. All right, fellas, it is that magical time of the show. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week, bro? Let's mix it up. Let's have you go first. Well, and Chief kind of almost spoiled my uh, dummy of the week. My dummy of the week is the Washington Commanders for deciding they needed to spend draft picks on a guy that his former coach said after a year, oh, what, having you in my team for a year, after almost getting you to the MVP, I can't use you. I think you are trash. But I know somebody who'll accept him. Hey, Washington Commanders? Perfect. Uh, and sending actual draft picks and actually not just a bag of flour and, you know, a couple cans of rice. I mean, a, a couple bags of rice for, you know, Carson Wentz. And thinking that's going to be it. even a step over Tyler Heineke. Yeah, I'm thinking you are definitely dummy of the week for me. Chief, you got a nominee? Uh, I'm going to go right over and make Jace upset because I feel like Denver <laughs> it's right in there too, right beside the commanders. These dudes have given up three first and three seconds for Russell Wilson. No, it was just two first and two seconds. Even so, she's I'm sorry. Did you see us have? Did you? I'm sorry. You must not have watched uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Luck play quarterback, bro. I, I made that trade in no time. Garbage. You guys have, unless y'all win a Super Bowl next year, you have mortgaged the farm, like they on Russell Wilson, bro. 
We, like, we, we bought five years, three to five years of Russell Wilson versus the three to five years that we had of those quarterbacks. Man, I, I take that. I make the trade. You guys could have done games better. Even if you had lost it out and picked somebody in the draft next year coming out. Like, good God almighty, bro. Ones and twos. Like, you, this third round this year, and you got third round next year. Like, if you guys aren't on the cusp of winning, you're going to have to either win free agency, because by the time you get to the third round, I mean, Garoppolo, is it Garoppolo? Garoppolo was available. He could have got you to the playoffs. Um, Hey, I, I would not, I truly say this, I wouldn't have been mad at Garoppolo, but I think... Russell Wilson gives us a chance to actually compete for some of those extra free agents going to be like, you know what? I could play on like the last year Denver Broncos and ask to get traded. Or I see you guys have a chance of beating Mahomes, Herbert, and Allen to get to the Super Bowl if you have my talents and get a Super Bowl. I'm thinking we can get the, a lot of those guys. Like, we can get some an extra tight end. We, we have running, I mean... We have wide receivers. I mean, I think we, I mean, I. You might even win the future for that. And grab their, their Julian Love. Like, you, there was options. <laughs> right. You just said a guy who, who the, the guy who Air, uh, Green Bay decided not to, to, to appease uh, Aaron Rodgers for? I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. You call him Julian or instead of Jordan Love? George Love, whatever his name is. But I'm saying yeah, the it's The guy who's about to get traded, yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers. Let me tell you something. Steve Young, if Montana hadn't moved, Steve Young would have never got a chance. So you don't know if he's that good. So it was Montana. Steve Young was sitting underneath. Steve Young would have gotten his chance after Leonard Marshall broke his yeah. back. Because quarterbacks oh, didn't tackle back then. If you want him, you can have him. All right. We'll take Here, Here's mine. <laughs> I may change my dummy of the week to chief for that statement. Mine is the CW because they are moving ahead with this Gotham Knights spinoff where the sons and daughters of Gotham's villains and heroes unite to track down the murder of the Batman. Want zero parts of this. And they're already, like I did say, they are going to put in Duala Dent, the Joker's daughter, in there. And... Carrie Kelly Robin of Dark Knight Returns is also going to be in this. It doesn't sound like a good show. And Again, I don't know why. What universe is this? It's the TV universe or the CW. So Probably it's going to be part of the, the uh, CW-verse? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be part of the former Arrowverse. I know Superman and Lois will have no parts of it either. Okay, so is Batwoman going to have any part of this? I don't know if Batwoman will because it's supposedly set in the future where Batman's killed. The Batman is what? Killed. He's dead. Well, and he killed in the... <sighs> so that's it. Well, fellas, hopefully that did just put a damper on your week. But thank you so much as always for all with me. Thank y'all out there for listening and watching. This episode allows movie files has been filed.